Welcome to worship. Glad you've decided to join us today on this Mother's Day. We have a few announcements. First of all, as always, if you're a first-time visitor, in our bulletin is a tariff portion. Just fill that out and put it in the offering plate as it goes around. We also have a space on the other side, on the decision information side, where if you have any prayer requests, please write that out, put it in the offering plate, and we will pray for you this week at church. Hope you enjoyed our family day breakfast this morning. I know it's going to make it interesting for lunch as we have to decide how much food to eat with our mothers, but it was very good. Thank you for all those who helped out with our family day breakfast, a good time of fellowship. A few other announcements. Um, wanted to mention the RAs, GAs, and mission friends are collecting school supplies and snacks to take for uh, this Wednesday to children in need at John Gandy Elementary School in Ashland. So if you could bring in any school supplies, snacks, uh, this Wednesday night, they will collect those and take them to John Gandy, uh, I believe, later that weekend. Is that right, Sandra? The weekend they're going to deliver them. So this Wednesday, we need you to bring those supplies in. Uh, Also, this is our last week for the Hilliard House collection. We're collecting... Uh, things as far as art supplies for for school children, so crayons, markers, construction paper, those type of things. And there's a blue tub outside the Family Life Center where they are collecting those school supplies or those art supplies for that. Also make mention that June 4th is our Rise Against Hunger Sunday, and please go on our website and sign up if you have not done that at this point, and we will try to have a great team together as we prepare those meals. Glad you decided to join us again this morning. We've got our children choirs coming up for Mother's Day celebration and looking forward to that. Moms love us before they meet us, and they keep on loving us after they get to know us. Thank you, Jesus, for moms who love us so much. A mother's heart is full of love for God and her family.
Thank you, children, for leading us in worship. Let us go to our Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, we do thank you for this day that you have made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. God, we give you praise for our mothers, for our families, uh, for the opportunity we have to glorify you as a family. And as the body of Christ here today, God, we come to you with grateful hearts for the love of Christ for the fellowship we have together, and we give you, God, this service this day that you might be honored, that you might be praised, and that we might receive strength and hope from the goodness of our God. In whose name we pray, amen. As we come this morning to celebrate our mothers and our families, uh, I would ask you to take your hymnal and turn to hymn number 507 as we stand to sing, Would You Bless Our Homes and Families, our prayer this morning.
Okay, we have uh, no baby dedication this Sunday. We had the baby not able to make it this morning, so we are going to save our baby dedications for Father's Day this year. And at this time, we are going to do a responsive reading, so turn in your hymnals to number 709, Home and Family. I will read the lighter portion, 709, Home and Family, and follow along together reading the darkened portion. Who can find a virtuous woman, for her price is far above rubies? The heart of her husband doth safely trust in her. She will do him good and not evil all the days of her life. She girdeth her loins with strength and straighteneth her arms. She stretches out her hand to the poor, yea, she reaches forth her hands to the needy. Strength and honor are her clothing and she shall rejoice in time to come. She opened her mouth with wisdom, and in her tongue is the law of kindness. She looketh well to the ways of her household, and eateth not the bread of idleness. Her children arise up and call her blessed, and her husband also, and he praiseth her. Many daughters have done virtuously, but thou excellest them all. Favor is deceitful, and beauty is vain, but a woman that feareth the Lord, she shall be praised. Give her the fruit of her hands, and let her own works praise her her days. This morning, the roses that the boys and girls took to give to their mothers and their grandmothers is just really a symbol to all of our mothers this morning. Uh, to say that you are loved and you are appreciated and uh, we all are children no matter how old we are and today I hope we can remember with fond memories our mothers if we're not able to be with them in person and if we are that we will tell them that we love them and we appreciate them if we are able to spend time with them this afternoon so those roses are for each of you Uh, this morning to say we love you and we appreciate you mothers and the hymn that I chose to sing is one that I uh, chose in light of our uh, parent-child dedication but it's good to sing anytime because don't we love to see children lead in worship don't we love to see children at play and whatever they're doing, studying their Bible or praying together. So let's stand and sing together. Jesus loves the little children. That chorus we learned as a child ourselves. 592. wonderful day to be in the house of the Lord. Um, I'm going to read from Proverbs 31, 20, and 25 through 29. She stretcheth out her hand to the poor. Yea, she reacheth forth her hands to the needy. Strength and honor are her clothing, and she shall rejoice in time to come. She openeth her mouth with wisdom, and in her tongue is the law of kindness. She looketh well to the ways of her household, and eateth not the bread of idleness. Her children arise up, and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praiseth her. Many daughters have done worthily, but thou excellest all. Let us go to God in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for good mothers. Now let us bless those who are less fortunate, so they will know we are Christians by our love. We ask that you bless this offering, the giver, and the receiver. In Jesus, in Jesus' name I pray. Amen.
the beautiful geraniums that grace our sanctuary this morning are given in memory and in honor of our mothers. And we are grateful for those who uh, take the time to uh, participate in these, um, beautiful, uh, this beautiful expression of a remembrance and uh, honor. And I'm grateful that we have these beautiful flowers today uh, as we celebrate Mother's Day. Uh, at this time, I'd like for our mothers to stand. If someone calls you mother or you consider yourself a mother, you stand and be recognized. And we are grateful that you are here today. If uh, you are here with your mother today, will you stand? No, everybody stay standing. I want to see where we are. Your mothers are here. And they said, so we've got a few. Uh, I am grateful you may be seated. And thank you for being a part of this service today. As I uh, Mother's Day is always bittersweet for me because those who I called mother and grandmother are all gone to glory now. And so this is a bittersweet day for me, and I know it is for many of you as well, as you remember your mothers who were no longer with us. But as I was sitting there thinking about that and thinking about recognizing our mothers that are here today, I'm reminded of the scripture. It's very powerful and very clear that when we are part of the family of God, who is our mother, who is our father, who is our brother, and who is our sister? It's all of those who are in the faith. And I'm grateful for that because I have had uh, the privilege of serving three churches. And in every church, I always found someone who could be Uh, a symbol of my mother, and I'm grateful for that, someone I could go to, someone that uh, I felt affection for and I knew felt affection for me, and to have that in the church family is a wonderful, wonderful thing, and that's why the Lord gives us the opportunity to come together in his house each week to celebrate the love that he has for us because that love that he has for us us is manifested in one another. And we are grateful for that. Let's bow for prayer. Oh Lord, as we come into your presence on this day that you've given us, this gift of a day, we are grateful that we can set aside time to remember and celebrate our mothers. We are grateful, Father, that in your plan for humanity, you have provided for us nurturing, caring people who love us and want what's best for us in all circumstances. It's never easy, Father, to come to these days when we Remember those mothers who have passed, those who we cared about and cared for us. And yet, Father, we are grateful that in the midst of days like today, we do not sit around without hope, for our hope rests in the resurrection. Our hope rests in eternity, knowing, Father, that our mothers that have gone before us are safe with you. And one day, by your grace, we will be reunited. We give thanks for our mothers who are with us today. We are thankful, Father, for their love and their care. We see very clearly, Father, in our mothers a glimpse of you because of your great love And your willingness to give your all for us. Bless us as we seek, Father, to give thanks. We pray, Father, for those of our church family who are not here today because of illness. Because they are unable to be here because of other concerns. We know, Father, that as you minister to them that healing and hope can be restored. 
We are grateful, Father, for the power of your love to redeem us and to show us your healing hand. We're thankful for the answer to prayer. For, Father, we see evidences of answered prayers all around us. Help us, Father, as you help the disciples to learn to pray. We are grateful, Father, for this church and for the Spirit in this place and for the opportunity to be together on days like today. We're grateful for those who gave of their time in the last hour to teach Sunday school. Father, as we come to this place, we do so looking and listening for a word from you. Father, we pray that you will bless our missionaries. For these can be very lonely days on the mission field around the world, away from family and loved ones. And yet we know that your presence, your spirit, the sense of calling is what motivates those to go and to tell. And so we pray that their needs will be supplied and that they will ever be before us as we seek to pray and to support them. We are grateful, Father, for this nation. We pray for our leaders. We pray that wise decisions will be made on behalf of its citizens. We are grateful for times together in peace and harmony. We're thankful that we are safe in this place on this day. We pray, Father. That as we open your word, that we might listen for a word from you. That we might find in the words of your word, hope, assurance, and challenge. For we make this prayer in the name of our Lord and Savior. Amen.
we'll let them find their seats. There's no excuse to leave today. There was no first service. I didn't say that till I saw they were all sitting down, okay? So, <laughs> Our scripture this morning is found, and we've already heard it uh, through responsive reading, and then when Connie offered the prayer, the offertory prayer this morning, a portion of it. But we want to read verses 26 through 31 to set the context of our time together. Proverbs 31, verses 26 through 31. She opens her mouth with wisdom, and on her tongue is the law of kindness. She watches over the ways of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children rise up and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praises her. Many daughters have done well, but you excel them all. Charm is deceitful and beauty is passing. But a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. Give her of the fruit of her hands, and let her own works praise her in the gates. The children were in a program at church, and a little girl was to recite the scriptures she had memorized for the occasion. When she got in front of the crowd, the sight of all those eyes peering at her caused her to forget her memory work. Every line that she had so carefully rehearsed faded from her mind. And she stood there unable to utter a single word. In the front row, her mother was almost as frantic as the little girl. The mother gestured, moved her lips trying to form the words for the girl, but it did no good. Finally, the mother, in desperation, whispered the opening phrase of the memorized scripture, I am the light of the world. Immediately, the child's face lit up and a smile appeared on it as she said with supreme confidence, My mother is the light of the world. (laughs) Of course, everyone smiled and some laughed out loud. Then they soberly reflected that the girl, in some ways, was not far from wrong. For the mother is the light of the child's world. The writer or collector of Proverbs brings this tremendous book to a close with a fabulous classic description of a great woman who is also a good wife and mother. These words may have come from the mother of a king as she gave him guidelines concerning his future wife, as we read in verse 1. A deeply religious note is found in verse 30. Charm and beauty are deceitful in the sense that they do not reveal the real person and fleeting. The real worth of a woman is her devotion to God. Such a woman endowed with the virtues set forth in the poem, deserve the praise she receives. She is no slave of a master husband, but a person in her own right who takes a full honored place in the life of the home and community. A wife of noble character is declared to be worth far more than rubies and is worthy of the praises of both her children and her husband. On Mother's Day, it would be easy for us to become sentimental as we think about our mothers. But it would be much more profitable for us to make a contribution toward helping mothers to be better mothers. Women should not feel slighted if someone were to declare that it is no great feat to simply give birth to a baby, and that's coming from a man. But I would propose to you the great feat deserving of praise comes as a mother becomes a good mother. Providing her children with guidance and encouragement and leading them toward maturity and independence. So let's look for a moment at this great woman. 
this explanation that is given to us in the book of wisdom of Proverbs and see what we can glean from these verses. First, the great woman, the good mother, does more than give birth to a baby. She is described as trustworthy in verse 11 of the 31st proverb. The good mother is one whose character is such that she can be dependent on. She is reliable and responsible. Her husband can put confidence in her and her children know her to be dependable. She is described as benevolent in verse 12. Marriage is seen as a partnership in which each spouse seeks to make a positive contribution toward the well-being of his or her companion and children. The good mother is good to her husband and good to her children. She knows how to spell the word love with letters G-I-V-E and H-E-L-P. Give and help. She is described as having a good self-image in verse 25. Modern psychology has emphasized that to be happy in life, we must have a good self-image. The woman who holds herself in low esteem will not be able to relate positively and constructively to others. The good mother is described here as having a good self-image in verse 25. Strength and dignity are her clothing, and she laughs at the time to come. Yesterday, while channel surfing, I ran across a documentary on Karen Carpenter. Many of you know who Karen Carpenter is. Karen Carpenter lived a tragic life. She always had a poor self-image of herself, which led to the very difficult disease of anorexia nervosa. And over a seven-year period, she would lose down to some 70 pounds. And still, when she looked in the mirror, what she saw was someone that was too heavy. And over time, because of her poor self-image and how it was reinforced by her family unintentionally, Her life tragically came to an end when she was only 32 years old. A mother, as the scripture teaches us, has a good self-image. In his book, What Wives Wish Their Husbands Knew About Women, Dr. James Dobson declares on the basis of many seminars, questionnaires, and much personal counseling that low self-esteem was indicated as the most troubling problem by the majority of women in the world. He declares that many factors combine to give the modern mother a low evaluation of her role and this contributes to an attitude of low self-esteem. To overcome this peril, the modern mother needs to realistically evaluate herself and needs to be recognized and appreciated by her husband. The woman in Proverbs is described as being compassionate in verse 20. She is compassionate toward her husband, children, and to those outside the family circle. She cares And has compassion for others. In verse 26 we read that she makes constructive use of her tongue. Proverbs has much to say about the use of the tongue. The tongue can be used as a knife to destroy. The tongue can be used as a soothing oil to heal our injuries. The tongue can be used to encourage the spirit like the notes of a trumpet are used to arouse people to action. A good mother should be a cheerleader to encourage her children as they face the pressures of growing toward maturity in a difficult and dangerous world. But there is a balance to be had. In this world in which we find ourselves, there are always those who are out to tear us down. And isn't it good to know that a compassionate, caring mother can show her children that they are important, that they do matter, 
that they do have a place and a role in the world. And one of the best ways to teach them that is to bring them to a place to introduce them to the Lord. For anyone who is dealing with low self-esteem, one of the greatest things you could ever do is bring them to that understanding that the Lord Jesus himself loved them enough to give his life so that they could have hope and assurance in the future. But how is it that we can help mothers to be better mothers? And I'm always, uh, it's a catch-22 on Mother's Day. We come listening for a message on Mother's Day and I'm always afraid that everyone else will tune out because this is for mothers. It's for everyone. What we do to help mothers be better mothers also helps us be better as well. The wife must begin by herself to be a good mother. Consider yourself and make certain that you are the good gift of God to your husband. The wise man said in Proverbs 18.22, He who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. The gifts of God are always good. God wants to help you be one of his best gifts to your husband, the father of your children. Only you can make certain that you are in reality God's good gift to your husband. Be the real gift of God to your children. Your children need more than a biological source for their origin in the person they call mother. For you to treat yourself other than a gift of God to your children and to consider your children less than God's gift to you is to open the door to great harm to the emotional well-being of your children. Every child deserves the right to be wanted, accepted, and appreciated. It's important to understand that what we have from God in our children and what we children have from God in our mothers is a gift. A gift from God. Never to be taken lightly. Never to be taken granted for granted. Always recognizing that what God has given us is a gift. There are people everywhere who would love to be mothers And fathers who cannot have children. And days like this can be very difficult. And we who have children should never take for granted the gift that they are. Now sometimes they're a gift that we'd like to give back and I know that. But isn't that life? The husband has much to contribute. You can begin the process of becoming a good mother if you accept your children as gifts from God. And as you trust them, as you, trust, as you give your trust and responsibility given to you by God, it will determine that at all time you will be God's good gift to your children. The husband has much to contribute toward helping his wife become a good and great mother. Accept your wife as a precious gift from God. You chose your wife to be your companion and the mother of your children. She needs your help, your support, your encouragement, your partnership. Accept her and treat her as the gift of God to your heart and life. Love your wife as Christ loved the church so sacrificially that he was willing to give himself for it on the cross. While it is romantic love that, draws, that often draws a man and a woman together and leads to marriage, there must be sacrificial love toward each other if they are both to be good parents their children need and deserve. It's a partnership of love and mutual respect and companionship. Love your wife as you love your own body, as Ephesians chapter 5 would teach us. The biblical concept of marriage is a one flesh relationship. Husband and wife are seen as a union of two personalities into one. Paul declares that no man has ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes it and treasures it. And even so, a man is to love his wife, who is the mother of his children. Treat your wife with reverence, respect, and courtesy. P. 
Peter declares that a man is responsible to God for the manner in which he relates to his wife in 1 Peter chapter 3. If he mistreats her, he will disrupt his fellowship with God and will be unable to have his prayers answered. The apostle is declaring that a man is responsible for helping his wife be a good wife and a good mother. We all have responsibilities in relationships and relationships break down when these things stop occurring. Be grateful for your wife. Look at verse 28. Her children rise up and call her blessed. Her husband also and he praises her. We have a healthy and wholesome opinion of ourselves when we see respect in the eyes of others and hear words of appreciation from their lips. According to Dr. Dobson, modern wives are in desperate need of this contribution toward their well-being. The world is always placing barriers and obstacles and telling us that we're never good enough. We don't need to hear it from one another. Pray. For your wife. She needs your help. She needs the Lord's help. Lift her up before God's throne of grace. And ask him to help her with all her problems. And with all her needs. Children have much to contribute toward helping their mother become a good and great mother. First be thoughtful toward your mother. Be considerate of her as a person. Do not be unkind to her or take her for granted. Become someone that your mother can be proud of and grateful for. Guard against conducting yourself in such a manner as to embarrass your mother. Be grateful for your mother. Do not hesitate to express appreciation and praise to your mother for all the many things she does to make your life meaningful and purposeful. Be helpful to your mother. She has many responsibilities and duties. And you can be helpful to her by doing all you can to take care of yourself and your own things. God wants to help mothers be better mothers. Jesus came to be the savior of mothers because mothers are sinners like the rest of us. If you are a young girl... You need Christ in your heart. Then let me encourage you to invite him to come in today. He wants to be your savior, your teacher, and your helper. You see, as we learn from the Lord, we learn this valuable lesson. When he says, love me first and love your neighbor as you love yourself. The closest thing you have to a neighbor is your mother. Your wife, your husband. We are to love them and allow Christ's love to radiate through us in the same way it does to others or can to others in the relationship we have with our mothers. When the will of Henry J. Hans, wealthy, distributor of the famous 57 varieties line, was read, it was found to contain the following confession. Looking forward to the time when my earthly career will end, I desire to set forth at the very beginning of this will as the most important item in it, a confession of my faith in Jesus Christ as my Savior. I also desire to bear witness to the fact that throughout my life, in which there were unusual joys and sorrows, I have been wonderfully sustained by my faith in God through Jesus Christ. This legacy was left me by my consecrated mother, a woman of strong faith. And to it I attribute any success I have attained. Helping mothers be good mothers begins with a relationship with Jesus Christ. If you want your children to be what you would like for them to be, the best thing you can do is introduce them to the Lord. Because through the Lord, he will nurture them. And they will gain an understanding of what it means to be loved unconditionally and what it means to love unconditionally. When I was eight years old, I was shipped off to camp. 
It was Bible camp. It was good for you. At least I was told. It was hot. And there was a bully in the bunk next to me. And my week was absolutely miserable. I didn't want to be there. I didn't want to stay there. But I stuck it out. But I can remember just as clearly today as I did when I was eight years old. When my grandmother pulled into that parking lot and got out of that car. And started walking to me. I started running to her. Because I knew that as bad as that week had been and as difficult as it was for me and as homesick as I was, she would be there and she would take me home. That's what a mother can do. In those difficult days, in those trials, in those growing up years, they can be that person that you can run to. You have mothers like that, you have grandmothers like that. Isn't it beautiful? To know that there's someone that lived in this world that loved you. And you knew it. And it made a difference. If it weren't for her sending me to Bible camp, I wouldn't be here today. Because she introduced me to the Lord. Be assured that whatever your problems are and whatever your needs may be, Jesus Christ wants to minister to you and minister through you to your children. Choose this day to cooperate with Jesus and in him you can be the best mother father friend brother sister cousin that you can ever be amen shall we pray Oh, Lord, we are grateful for how you lay out for us in this passage of Scripture the significance of a good woman who can become a good mother. May we, Father, have mothers as well that we And rise up and call blessed. Help us, Father, to find what it is that we need most in you. For we make this prayer in the name of Jesus. Amen. Our hymn of invitation is hymn number 505, Happy the Home Where God is There. Indeed, the Proverbs would teach us that our happiness rests in the Lord. Will you stand as we sing?
Thank you for being a part of this service today. It's always good when we can come together as one family on these days with Family Day breakfast and then worship together. I'm grateful that you took your time to be here today. Pardon my tears. It's very difficult for people on days like this that have lost their uh, mothers and grandmothers. You all know that. Uh, I sense that. But let me say this to you who still have your mothers. Cherish them. Cherish them. Love them. Appreciate them. Because one day, they may not be here with you. And then your memories will sustain you and bring you comfort. But love them now. While you have the opportunity. I have a sermon entitled, Bring Them the Flowers Now. It's a good sermon. Because it means something. Let's bow for a benediction. Gracious and eternal God, we leave today with joy in our hearts. Recognizing, Father, that by faith we are set free. And that by faith we have been delivered into your presence. We're grateful, Father, that as we leave today, we do so with the full assurance that your grace, your mercy, and your love walk.